Hello everyone and welcome to the Congruency Corner, where the heart, mind and body aligns live in harmony with us. I am your host, Chandra. As a lifelong teacher in my field of expertise and as a lifelong student, I teach what I learn and I practice what I teach. This is episode number three of season two, The Grace Within You. So this is going to be a short podcast episode on grace and what that means to have grace within when we're facing challenges and obstacles. And during this podcast, I'm going to get a little bit personal as far as things in my own life and how having grace and really practicing what that word means. And I'm going to explain that as I go further on into this podcast episode and what that means in terms of our life and how we face those challenges and how we face those obstacles. I, for one, am a believer that we all have challenges. We all have obstacles in our life, but they are there for a reason. They are there to help us learn, to help us grow and to help us navigate through all the things. It just matters how we navigate through them and the perspective that we have as we navigate through them. And as I was meditating one day, and having my own emotional kind of stuff going on with some things in my life, a word came to my mind and that word was grace. And it really made me stop and reflect on how I could apply a little more grace to my life because we are all still learning and evolving and growing. And I think that's part of living. That's part of life, right? So I've had some challenges uh, with a lot of things going on in my life and a lot of different changes and things happening over the last, I'd say several months. Um, But really over the last month and a half, it's been even more challenging. So one for, you know, a a smaller scale thing, my family's been hit with the flu virus that's been going around. And so anyone that has kids or even doesn't have kids and you have things on your list and things to do, no one wants to be sick. And for whatever reason, whatever flu strain this is that's ripping through schools and homes and seems like everyone's getting it, it lingers. So it kind of comes in waves, but it's it's a longer lingering one, which can be hard, right? And to be honest, I'm still not 100% as I film this, but I am forging ahead and doing this short episode anyway. So with that being said, my kids have been home on and off for the past month. Um, as they are going through, you know, still getting over some of the symptoms and still getting back to 100% and feeling completely like themselves. And a lot of it is with them, I found too, is positive mindset. It's really easy when you're laying around, you're not feeling good and you're sick to sink into that, I call it the flu depression or the virus depression because it can take hold. And so having those little moments to go outside when it's sunny and get some natural sunlight or to do the opposite of laying in bed all day and trying to find some positive aspect and looking on the brighter side of things, even when we don't feel well physically as well as mentally or emotionally. So with that being said, you know, I always joke with my friends, my friends and I joke that moms don't get sick. And I know this applies to dads too, but you just have to forge ahead. You have to go through it. You have to still go on and take care of everyone else. 
that's just kind of the rite of passage, right? But it's hard. It's not always easy. But finding those moments, finding that grace to give yourself. I run on very high octane most days where I have quite the agenda for myself. And so having grace is allowing yourself to be easy on yourself. Allow yourself to have those moments where maybe you just need to rest and to reevaluate some of your goals based on how you're feeling. And I'm not saying throwing in the towel and not doing anything, but reevaluate and really listen to your internal self and allow yourself to have those moments of grace, which can be easier said than done, right? It's, it's hard to not let yourself fall into that. And sometimes we are harder on ourselves than other people are as hard on us. So with that being said, I'm going to share also, it's no secret to a lot of people out there, um, over the last several months has been, you know, somewhat trying the first different things in my life, but more so over the past month. And aside from, you know, getting over the flu virus and dealing with all those things, my husband and I have recently decided to divorce. And, you know, we honestly have zero regrets. We truly love one another. We are each other's, we are seriously best friends, but we aren't in love with each other. And there's a difference. You know, we've had some great moments and we'll continue to have great moments just with different chapters. And this one chapter, or actually several chapters of us as a married couple has come to an end as we embark on the other chapters. We have grown tremendously in the eyes of each other and am forever, forever thankful for all of it. And we both know that we are going to be amazing co-parents because we still really respect one another. We are truly best friends. There are aspects that are uncomfortable. And honestly, as we embark on this, it's scary as hell. The unknown is scary. The not knowing what to expect, the going against the societal or religious norms, even though it feels right to us, is scary. It's uncomfortable and not everyone understands. And that is okay because it's our life. And those who are supportive and those who try to understand, it's helpful, yes. Um, and we definitely appreciate that. But not everyone is going to. And that's also okay. That's not for us to make anyone understand. It's not for us to you know, sway people one way or the other, that's everyone's decision. And that is absolutely okay. What matters most is to be able to find the grace within as we transcend and as we go through this experience. And we know that we have grown tremendously in the eyes of one another, but we, are conti we will continue to grow as individuals during our next chapters of our life as well. It's kind of like the proverb that always comes to mind when I think of what's going on in this situation. If you love something, set it free. If it comes back, it's yours. If not, it was never meant to be. So this is really 
about reminding us to let go and trust in the bigger plan. It's about surrendering something beloved in the hopes that fate will intervene and bring it back. Fate does not always intervene in the way that maybe we think it might be intended. It sometimes intervenes in other ways that are meant there to challenge us and to grow and to evolve. And if it's truly meant, it will come back. But sometimes fate has other ideas or sometimes the way things are intended, there are bigger plans in the future that lie ahead that we may not be completely aware of in the moments and that's okay. And I say this because as I was going through all this and trying to figure stuff out, um, you know, fate did intervene and it didn't intervene in the way that I wanted it to. But as we've gone through this, it kind of feels right in a weird way. Um, and for my example, you know, a house that never goes on the market like this in the neighborhood I live in or in the surrounding area literally fell on my lap. And it couldn't have been any more right for myself, our children, and our situation. And I say it's because it's literally seven tenths of a mile down the road. So it's super convenient. Um, the kids can go back and forth freely and still have that open door policy. The house has a lot of European influences that speak to me. It feels like it was, there are aspects of this house that have been dropped in from other European countries that it just feels right. It feels, it just resonates with me uh, for some reason. And, you know, the kids have friends in the neighborhood and most importantly, it has good vibes. Most importantly, it feels good. It feels right in some weird way that I can't completely understand. However, it's scary. It is very scary, as I had mentioned. Um, it's something that I've realized that I've had to find that grace within myself. I've had to find that intrinsic, intrinsic feeling um, especially when I'm starting to feel overwhelmed and it's that overwhelmed feeling of emotions, that overwhelmed feeling of thoughts, and then to pile on the overwhelmed feeling of having all the other things that need to be done as far as things that go into moving and providing stability as much as you can for the people around you and still remaining positive and, you know, still doing all the motherly parental things that come into play as well as you know the business side of things and whatever your work situation might be and then when all that stuff gets piled on that's when grace can really help and that's when having those moments to reflect otherwise i don't know how many people out there have heard of mental paralysis it's something i use quite often for that overwhelmed feeling and that's when things start to feel so overwhelming and they're heavy. They start to feel really heavy. And that's when mental paralysis can set in. When you have so much on your plates and a great deal of emotions and a great deal of thoughts swirling through your minds and all the things can start to feel like they're weighing very heavy on your shoulders. And during those mental paralysis moments, it's very easy to succumb to every distraction that flutters in front of you. 
or it's very easy to throw in the towel and say, I'm just not even going to do it. And then you don't do anything because you feel paralyzed by the overwhelmed feeling that is going on. That's exactly where I started to feel like I was heading. I started to be aware that I was starting to have some mental paralysis set in. So in practicing what I teach and finding that grace and finding that silver lining to help me keep going. So I didn't go into mental paralysis. So I didn't feel or have that ripple effect that starts a rigmarole of negative thoughts, negative self-talk followed by negative feelings. And it becomes a cyclical cycle and then more mental paralysis sets in. So it really becomes this downward spiral of lower vibrational energy, lower vibrational feelings that cause us to enter that mental paralysis. The trick is to find that grace, to find that silver lining, to stop that downward spiral, spiral, and to send it up the other way, to do things little by little that helps us go up. If you picture like a funnel, a tornado funnel, and you keep spiraling down, that is depression and that is anxiety. And that is when it's very easy to get sucked into that vortex and spiral. The hard part is to find that grace, to find the little things that help us go upward out of that funnel to raise our vibrations. And so when you think of the word grace, grace is, you know, the actual definition is a simple elegance, the courteous goodwill. You know, growing up, I would hear the word grace often in my religious education classes and in church settings. And I often thought it was something that you give. It was you give grace to others, that you act graceful, that you do something. It's almost like a behavior, right? Something that can be measured. It's something that is freely given unconditionally just because and as in something that you give to someone else extrinsically. So I thought it had an extrinsic value to it, but I didn't understand fully that grace is something that you feel intrinsically. You don't just provide it extrinsically. And to feel grace is the joy and the excitement of people in love. It's real, it's practical, it is not measured, it just is. It's a feeling. It's utterly undeserved. It's unconditional. It's unmerited and completely, completely unconditional. To unconditionally give yourself grace causes the butterfly effect for others to also feel the ripple effect of grace when receptive. And with any of those little acts of grace with yourself intrinsically can help when we're starting to feel that overwhelmed sensation, when we're starting to feel mental paralysis set in and to do things to feel that grace, to give ourselves grace, to cause that upward spiral, to help us get through those moments, no matter how difficult, no matter how challenging. And I speak very candidly about this from experience, but from the work I do with others too. You know, many of you know that my husband and I lost a daughter, our second child, when she was two and a half weeks. And that's hard, right? Any parent who's gone through that, anyone who can relate to that, 
knows the difficulties with that. And it's very easy to get sucked into that downward spiral. It's very easy to lose hope. It's very easy to become cynical. But it takes work. It takes finding that grace and finding any ounce of silver lining to not let ourselves fall down into that tornado spiral, spiral vortex and finding the things that we can do to help lift us up out of that funnel. And even in the hardest moments, it can be done. So in those moments, I have found to sit in silence and reflect. And there are 10 big takeaways that I'm going to talk about and go over that helps us with finding that grace. One, practice acceptance for yourself when things do not go smoothly as intended and learn from the experience. And this can be big or small. In any of whatever moment it is, accept yourself and find acceptance in the situation, whatever that means to you. Number two, allow yourself to make mistakes and be honest about them. Be honest with your kids. Parents are not perfect. And I think it's important to convey that to kids so they don't feel like they have to uphold the same expectations, that they can also be real with themselves and real with others. And to learn from all those moments. You know, hindsight is always 2020. Let hindsight be 2020. But learn, accept, and move on. And things aren't always going to go fluidly and perfect, but it's accepting that and it's talking about it and it's acknowledging that. Those conversations are not always comfortable, but it's the most uncomfortable conversations that actually cause the most growth and cause the most reflection, even for little ones. And three, let it go. Let any negative thoughts, feelings go as swiftly as they come and don't entertain them with giving them too much energy. It's really our choice to challenge, to transmute our thoughts, feelings as they hold a lot of energy. And as we know from a physics perspective, from a quantum physics perspective with people, energy cannot be created or destroyed, but it can be transmuted from negative to positive. And that's very similar to the funnel in the spiral that I talked about. When we start to feel we're getting sucked into that vortex of negativity and we're starting to spiral down into mental paralysis, it's finding a way to transmute that negative energy, those negative feelings, those negative thoughts that are causing us to spiral down and to lift ourselves up intrinsically by giving us grace and by doing just little things one at a time to help us with that. Four, practice gratitude for the things that you have accomplished and the good things that have happened. And find gratitude in even the unfortunate things that have happened as the positive learning experience or the positive thing that you have gained, whatever that might be for you, from that situation. It is easy to get caught up in the negative but don't let it suck your energy. Five, don't let distractions take away, take you away 
and stop scrolling on social media. And I say this lightheartedly because not everything that is posted on social media is real, obviously, is true. We can see pictures, we can see how glamorous things look on the outside, but we have no idea what's going on inside. And I will say I like LinkedIn as a social media platform more than any others because most of the time it is more positive, it's uplifting. And a lot of people, at least those in my circle, are candid and are real. But it's very easy to get sucked into that vortex. It's very easy to start to compare to others. But when we start to compare to others, we are feeling lesser than at times. But when we see what others are doing, find gratitude in that and find gratefulness and be happy for them and find that grace within ourselves to motivate ourselves to work on our own goals, to be inspired, to be enlightened. Because the social media thing can be a very big rabbit hole to go down. Um, But try not to get sucked into it. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Number six, have a sense of humor when things do not go as intended. Find the joy and humor in all the moments as they are here for a reason. And I think having a sense of humor makes light of things, but it also allows us to not take life too seriously. Number seven, remain aware of when negative thoughts begin to creep in and turn those thoughts into something positive. I can't say that enough. It's kind of like the funnel, right? Trying to find any positive in the negative and transmute that. Number eight, trust your gut and heart and go with what ultimately feels right even during the really difficult moments, and trust the process. That's easier said than done because you have no idea what the future is, but as we find the grace and do what feels right in all the little moments and all the little things, and it really is about living moment to moment, and when we live in that space moment to moment, the future will unfold as intended. And I know that's a hard one to swallow sometimes, but it's that trust piece. It's having trust and it's having faith. And that trust and that faith starts with ourselves in having that grace for ourselves as well. Number nine, let yourself off the hook and give yourself grace, which I've said countless times, but I can't drive that one home even more. Or I can't drive it home even more. Um, I think that's an important one. Number 10, Find the silver lining and remain realistically positive in all the moments, even in the difficult moments. Find the positive learning experience that can come from it. And I know it's redundant from things I've already said, but it is really about perspective and finding something good about any of those moments and finding good within yourself in any of those moments. And it really does start with us. So as all of our experiences are all about learning, growing and evolving, to pass it on to others and the generations to follow. To be that example to others is what I feel like it's really all about. You know, personally, I've never forgotten the wise words and advice from other elders in my life. And there are many that I can think of right now in picture, like I had just talked to them yesterday, that their words stuck with me. And they stuck with me for a reason. And I can still picture their inspiration and the look they had on their face when they spoke certain words to me and 
you know, provided certain insight or advice. And I may not understood it right then in those moments, and that's okay. But they stuck with me, and I remember them later down the road when they mattered and when I really needed them. So with all of this being said, I leave you with this. Grace is with you. It's within all of us. Grace is yourself. Grace is not something to be acquired extrinsically from others. Grace is within to be felt and nourished intrinsically. Its existence is in you. Feel the grace within you and trust that it'll lead you home. So as always, please email me if you have anything that you want to reach out about, any questions, or just reach out for in general. My email address is Chandra, C-H-A-N-D-R-A at mindfuladaptations.com. Or you can also visit my website, which is mindfuladaptations.com. So I thank you for tuning in. I hope some of this helped or resonated. And most importantly, just pay it forward and remember to have grace for yourself. Because I think people, and I know myself personally, I'm harder on myself than others are on me. And allowing yourself that grace, allowing yourself that breathing room, and sometimes just to pause and take those deep breaths and to remember to have grace within. Thank you.